Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast was recorded live at Petri Wine Studios in beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What's up, everybody? We're back with another episode Will. of... Pe- Will. T- Will. TJ. I what? have been quiet for the past two weeks, and I don't feel like I'm getting equal say here. And what? you keep like you do the intros and you talk and then it's I am that... I, I I don't get to talk during the intros and I feel like I have a way I should feel I should be a part of the introduction that's what I'm saying okay absolutely okay. not no way no, no not no. gonna happen no. nope. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, well, okay. we're back, I mean, that was a little, I mean, it's Panel Riot, we're here on Panel Riot. Yeah, uh, thanks for the save there, Stan. Yeah, I appreciate that, just throwing in the, uh, the theme song. Um, can I, can I talk now? Yeah. Is it, now the time? It's not the intro. It's not the, ah. okay. I mean, you weren't addressed, but, rude. <laughs> uh, I'll it's true, I'm, I'm Will, I'm here with Zeke. And TJ. Now I can talk. Yeah, now you can talk. That's it's been unlocked. It's the burden. Social dynamics. Social dynamics have yeah. been unlocked. Like a like a terrible Xbox Being, achievement. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, don't give me that. You look. Just, I just I saw couldn't... like a Bing in front of your face, and it was an Xbox achievement. It just said reaching. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's correct. <laughs> Only uh, five points. Now I'm. Uh, tired and sick. Yeah. So you guys have got to do the heavy lifting ha! for this episode. I'm tired and I have the sads. You have the sads. The sads. What kind of sads? The seasonal effective sads. Yeah, it's dark and cold here. I need a sun lamp. You need a sun lamp. Yeah. You've been I... playing Mario though. Oh man, <laughs> Mario. How much Mario you've been playing? I got 546 moons. Uh huh. I, I don't. Out of how many? 999. Really? Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of moons. Have you beaten the game yet? Yeah. Okay. That's how you unlock more moons to get. Yeah. I have to do that. DJ, have you been playing Mario? I've I've been playing Mario, and then last week I bought Mario Kart, so I've been playing Mario if he was on a cart, and he's also in a raccoon suit, and when you honk the horn, it makes a little raccoon spinning noise that he makes in the game, so oh, it makes me happy. Cool. Yeah. yeah, Mario Kart for the Switch. Yes, huh. it's just a port of the Wii U version. Still oh, good. Still I was going to say I didn't know they put one out for the Switch. They were just like, "Hey, no one bought a Wii U, so but we really like this Mario Kart game oh, we made. So hey, let's put on the system people are playing, yeah. and then people did. 
That's a good story. I True like story. It. I like yeah. it. Good story. Top to bottom, T to B. Yeah. How, how about you, Willie? What are you playing? Uh, well, I as I said, I have been sick and had some time on my hands, so I played Darkest Dungeon, which is a game where you uh, lead adventurers through a dungeon and they fight terrible things and then they get real stressed out. Then you have to take them back to a town and either make them whip themselves at a church or uh, buy hookers at a uh, at an inn. And then you leave them to do that while you recruit and take other adventurers on terrifying adventures. Could you hire a hooker to whip you at a church and just combine the two so this way you never have to split the party? Probably. That's what nuns are. Could you hire nuns? No, the nuns are in my party. Oh. Yeah. Full disclaimer, I'm Catholic, so I can make that joke. That's true. He can do it. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. Probably. It's still very early days in the game for me. Um, and I tried playing Don't Starve Again. That game yeah. is difficult. I starved. Yeah. Oh. I've actually never starved in that game, but I've been eaten by so many things. Oh, yeah. Everything wants to eat you and Don't Starve. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess... they're also playing the game. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And they can't make science machines. Right. Well, they evolved the teeth. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> Comics! Comics! Lightning <laughs> round! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you didn't want to talk about comics. See. <laughs> oh, you can't see me fidgeting nervously on a podcast. That's yeah. right. Yeah, this that's is, correct. This Only is... we can see that. We should vlog. Should we? Vlog? Vlog. Vlog with a V. Vlog. V. Like a vlog. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, then what's the V for if it's vlog? I thought it was a vlog. Vlog? Vlog? Vlogging? Vlog? No, that's the sound vampires make. Oh, blah! All right, now we're doing a new panel, right? But this time it's about vampires. Who's your favorite vampire? Zeke, lightning round, go. Uh, goddamn the Count. Will, go. Street. Uh, I never watched um, that sh- uh, True Blood, but the one that Joe Manganiello plays. Cool. Uh, he was a werewolf, so... Oh, was... beans. I need to rethink my life. Yeah, you also ruined what was going to be my joke when I said Michael J. Fox. But thank you for naming a werewolf, thus ruining my werewolf joke. Listen, I had was, it planned out, and I was, was like, yeah, it's going to be real good. Mine was more pure, because pop. you don't want to have sex with Michael J. Fox the same way. That you... My cat, my my vampire's the best. You guys lose. That's true. That's as, as a vampire, yes, you yeah. did win that. Yeah, yeah, um, won. So, yeah. yeah. Um, who's your favorite werewolf? Zeke, go. Are, is there like more than one werewolf? <laughs> I, I <imagine. laughs> uh, they're werewolves, not werewolf one singular. Oh sure. yeah. Travel on the pack. I got one. Yeah. Uh, the one from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Who played Murray on uh, 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 Flight of the Concords. Ah, that's, yeah. yes, that was a good one. Zeke, you can't avoid then, this. What's, who's yeah, you want to go next because it's circular. Right? Okay, so fine. Mine is Leslie Nielsen from Dead and Loving It. Zeke, who's your favorite werewolf? Um, oh, obviously Captain America. Comics. He, he, Captain America was a werewolf. He was a werewolf. Yeah. All right, you win because Captain America probably beat up Murray from Flight of the Concords. That seems likely. I think yeah. every Captain America was a werewolf at some point. It's but it's part of America. All right, let's get on the list. Uh, the Falcon, 
Uh, was the Falcon ever a werewolf? Yes. No, he was, recently. He was a Falcon. Bucky, when he was Captain America, the Falcon, Sam. Bucky, was he a werewolf? Most likely. Most likely. No, he was a communist. That's different. Oh, he wasn't a communist. No, all he werewolves a... are communists. Oh, yeah, but not all communists are werewolves. Right. It's like the SAT question. Yeah. Causation does not equal correlation. That guy who was Nomad, was he ever a werewolf? Yeah. No, like primarily. He was, he was a, werewolf a werewolf first. Yeah. Yeah. And then got bit by Captain America and turned into a Captain America. That's exactly right. That's how it works. That's exactly I right. I remember that storyline. Okay, was... okay. I can actually prove that Bucky was a werewolf because Sebastian Stan was born in Romania. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yep. yep. That's, that's clear. That's or would that make werewolf him a... territory. Or is that vampire territory? No, that's Transylvania, yeah. dingus. Uh, that's where we're from. I, th- I thought I was from this, the darkness of the, the sea. Yeah, Transylvania. Oh, okay. Comma, the darkness of the sea, 15824. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll just blow out your zip code. I don't give a shit. But, I mean, that's probably not. It'd be nice to have visitors down there. It's cold and it's dark and it's wet. Exactly. Um, there's a, an anglerfish that keeps me company every now and again. Oh, no. Uh, wow, that's really deep. Yeah, I, I, anglerfish. Yeah, I mean, you know, cheap, the rent's cheap. Okay. Rent's cheap. And by cheap, is it free? Yes, because no one's going to come down there and evict me. <laughs> like to see a try. Just surviving with the your crushing, the yeah, crushing yeah, pressure. Yeah, the only the time I've ever seen someone down there was James Cameron. He's like, is the Titanic over here? And I was like, nah, man, just me. And I'm watching <laughs> fucking BoJack Horseman in my underwear. What the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, well, guess I'll look over there. TJ was the inspiration for the Mighty Bush character, Old Greg. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Look it up. There's two, two G's in Greg. Yes, that was an internet meme from ten years ago. You're welcome, Internet, for that reminder. Fucking Internet meme. The Mighty Boosh, TJ, the Mighty Boosh was incredible. It was... And everyone should know about it at all times. I I heard about the Mighty Boosh Internet meme. Oh, you heard about it? Yeah, because... Did you watch it, motherfucker? I did. I did. Did you watch all of it? Not all of it. Well, you gotta watch that shit. I watched... Every season was different and unique in its own way. That that was true, because... It's hilarious. I would watch an Adult Swim, and it was never consecutively because who the fuck I you know uh-huh. watching Adult Swim anymore uh-huh. and it was always like oh now we're in a shop oh now we're in the zoo because they worked at different jobs in different seasons I guess I completely lost the conversation I was looking up other Captain Americas that might have been werewolves and I didn't get anywhere so let's drop that no results which we already did <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm back in well I guess we should talk about comics yeah. we're ten minutes in we're ten minutes in. We're ten minutes in. We did. Year. We just discussed how many Captain Americas were werewolves, that's and true. at least three. That's very true. Possibly at least three. And that's only because we can't remember other Caps. Right. Who else has been Captain's America? Um, Red Skull. Probably. Technically, yeah, he inhabited his body for a little while, so mm-hmm. that technically counts. Uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris Evans has been a werewolf. Some Super guy in the eighties. Mm. Uh, there was a 80s that was Dolph Lundgren's son Dolph Lundgren's son yeah. you know every time Marvel goes into the future but it's an entirely different future and they never ever interlink or come to play ever again but we still do it all the time uh-huh. there's a new Captain America in every one of those that's true and it's usually somebody's son but they just rotate hoops yeah or daughter Sometimes actually it's almost a always shoe. a daughter in the future because we're progressing yeah not not according yeah, to eventually. certain Marvel editors <laughs> uh, what that was a thing. What was the thing? No, he's fired. Uh, no, that guy was still around. Uh, <laughs> there was a couple. There was a story a couple months ago about a Marvel editor saying that the reason why sales were kind of low was because they were embracing uh, more different types of characters that weren't just white white guys. 
Okay. And it went very negatively. For yeah, that's not great. Name um, names. I can't remember his name. Motherfucking TJ. It was months ago, and he was mostly just saying it because comic... Well, because he's a piece because of people shit. Because people that, that, that work yeah. for Diamond Distribution were like, hey, you got to go back to the way it was because we're losing audience. And it's like, nah, comic sales have been actually... nobody knows how to grow as people? Yeah, also that. It's, yeah. All right, well... Uh... So we got actual news, or do we want to... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's the news? Yeah, what's the news? Oh, okay. All right. TJ, I wrote down you, notes and then literally something note. today happened. No, no, shut up. So we're doing this that. note in here. Okay. And we have questions. All right. Okay, so DC wants its creative teams to start using the Marvel method. The Marvel method. Here's the thing. We don't know what the Marvel method is. Like, that's is that just a thing? Okay. So, uh, the Marvel method, for those that aren't aware, uh, was, created, or was created around the 60s at one of the heights of Marvel's runs. It was mostly accredited to Stan Lee. It's a method of writing comics where the writer will basically just give like a paragraph or maybe a page-by-page breakdown of, a, of an entire issue story. And then the writer would give that outline to the artist who will draw 22 pages that fill in the like what happens, like everything in between. And then they give it back to the writer and he writes in the dialogue. Uh, they say Stan Lee did it because during like Marvel's peak in the 60s, he was literally writing every book, and they were doing, like, 80 titles or whatever. Right. So he didn't have the time to sit there and write a full script. He'd just give, like, Jack Kirby a page. I'm like, the Fantastic Four, find a guy in a purple helmet. Go! Or Steve go and be like, hey, I don't know, teenage spider guy. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Go! And all that fun stuff. Um, it's, it's a... And then the... Uh, writer goes in and just kind of MST3K is whatever the artist did. Yeah. And that's the dialogue. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So why would DC want to do that other than the obvious fact that they've been doing that for all of their movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, according to this Bleeding Cool article, um, which you could read at bleedingcool.org. DC is leaning into uh, the strengths of the artists they have on, like, under contract, like Phil Jamez, David Finch, Tony Daniel, Brian Hitch. Tony Danza. Yeah. Tony Danza, Tony yes. Danza. Uh, Tony who's Danza. the boss? It's, it's wonder, Tony Danza. I wonder what he was working on. Uh, a Robin book, who knew? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because there's 20 Robins. He's writing one of them. Yeah. Yeah, good for mm-hmm. him. He moved on from the 80s. Yeah, yes. so I want to know why anybody today who actually owns a giant company with lots of staff would go back to a method that only worked because they were just throwing anything against the wall to see what stuck back at that age, back during that time. I mean, it was the Stanley writing style, which is... I mean, do we, do we, was, do we really want to go back to that amazing level it, it was of totally, uh, writing that was going It on? was totally comics as a business. We yeah. need to crank this stuff out. We need to do it at any cost. People will buy whatever we put out. Uh-huh. It's a business. We're making money. So what DC is saying, if that's true, if is true. we don't actually care about our storylines, we're trying to make money. Which is, as you said, exactly what they've been fucking doing for years. Yeah, because it's, it's been, like, in the past, like, two decades, at least after the 90s. The 90s, up to the 90s, comics were very artist-oriented. Like, artist they were given the most, uh, you know, most name recognition. 
the image founders were a big deal for this because you know Robert Liefeld was getting paid like a million dollars an issue for X-Force yeah. um, mm-hmm. and it kind of bankrupt comics and ruined the 90s and all that neither here nor there it's not the only thing <laughs> but uh, and in the intervening years from, since that it's been getting more focused on writing because they were like well everybody's drawing like Rob Liefeld and Jim Lee nobody gives a shit how can we get people to come oh we actually have a well crafted story that takes time and it's you know builds to something and requires more than, I don't know, a paragraph of text to describe the whole story. Um, so it's ca- fallen out of favor, and apparently DC was like, nah, nah, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. So, so it's the age-old discussion of art. Art is business. Like, do we focus on the quality of the art, or do we focus on the sales that we're producing? And there's a balance that you have to strike, and if you don't strike that balance, then... You're, Mar- you're Marvel in the 90s. Yeah, it it yeah. just... It seems like a weird thing. Like, it definitely... When you think about... I can only really name, like, two writers at DC that I would read a book based on their name alone. Three now, because of Bendis. Well, my second one was going to be Bendis. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... Who was the other one? Uh, Tom King. Oh. I, yeah. Does Batman is doing really good. Mr. Mr. Miracle is incredible. I can't name another writer at DC... All right. Um, there's probably there's more. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, DC people. That, that I'm guy, sure that's very that tough. Neil Gaiman still right for him. Who's that? Neil Gaiman still right for him. Probably. No, it's been a while. Maybe. No, Marvel got uh, the Sandman stuff back. Didn't he? No. Didn't no. He? Huh? no. Who got Sandman? Because he did Sandman Overture. No, no, Sandman's DC. Because yeah. Death, uh. no, Death or Morpheus showed up at the end of the Watchmen thing. I don't know. It a uh, Batman metal or something. Whatever sure. their storyline is, whether it's evil Batman's, one of the endless showed up in it. I know that much. Okay, all right. So it's DC balancing. Cool. Ah. Yeah. yeah. But um, <clears throat> well, I guess we should it's... take a break. <laughs> <laughs> the audience is like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's take a break. Yeah, we got, we got, uh, we've, we're almost, we're past. Uh, all right, commercials go. Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine, invites you to learn something that you might share with your friends. And that something is a glass of sherry before dinner. Naturally, a glass of Petri California sherry. I say Petri sherry because it's the perfect before dinner wine. You couldn't think of a better way to begin a meal. That Petri sherry has a beautiful, inviting color like, like dark amber. And for flavor... Well, you've heard Sherry described many times as having a rich, nut-like flavor. But if you want to learn for the first time what those words rich and nut-like really mean, you just taste Petri Sherry. It's wonderful. Serve Petri Sherry by itself or serve it with hors d'oeuvres or or those little cocktail sandwiches. And incidentally, if you prefer your Sherry dry, you know, not sweet, just ask your wine merchant for Petri Pale Dry Sherry. Well, the important thing to remember is if you want sherry, you want Petri sherry, because that means good sherry. Books, books, books. 
Books, books, books. I know you love books. I love books, too. I mean, come on, you're listening to a podcast about comic books. Clearly, you like reading something. I got good news for you. You're spending all your time reading comics, right? That's fine. That's great. I'm on board. I'm supportive of your lifestyle. But the fact of the matter is, there's other books, too. Big, huge, amazing novels. Short, hilarious, not novels. There's more to life than comic books. There's more books out there. But I hear you say, Will, I don't have the time to read all these. I'm reading comics all the time, man. I'm reading comics, and then I'm driving to work, and then I'm working. Reading comics on my lunch break, getting off work, driving home, reading more comics, and then go bed. When am I going to read books? Well, I've got great news for you folks. There is a service for you. They will read the books to you. That's right. You know it. You love it. Audible.com. And now, as a listener of Panel Riot, you get an exclusive offer. Head over to audibletrial.com slash panel riot. Get a free audiobook today. One free audiobook, totally yours to keep. Enjoy it. Listen to it on your drive. Listen to it while you're working, providing you don't have to talk to people very much. Listen to it whenever you're not reading comics. May I recommend Marvel Comics, The Untold Story by Sean Howe? Let me tell you folks, this book is straight up fascinating. And it is also massive, which translates into a lot of hours of entertainment for you. Find out about the history of Marvel Comics, what it was like when they were coming up, and uh, what that bullpen really was like when, uh, when Stan Lee was running things. You can also relive the 90s, which was horrible. Uh, folks, head on over one more time to audibletrial.com slash panel riot and get your free audiobook today. Thanks. Podcasts. You like podcasts. How do I know this? How do I know this? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you like that masked magician on that Fox show. I'm going to go ahead and tell you my secrets, man. You're listening to one right now. Mm, boom. Nailed it. Nailed it. You like podcasts. Well, folks, I got podcasts for you. I got podcasts out the wazoo. Where can you find these podcasts? Where can you find a wazoo full of podcasts? Sorgatron Media. That's right, folks. Sorgatronmedia.com, the producers of the highest quality podcasts anywhere on the internet. Folks, they help bring you Panel Riot each and every week. And that's not all. That's not all. They also bring you such excellent, excellent podcasts as AwesomeCast. AwesomeCast Tech Talk, talking about news, talking about information. Awesome Chat, where we interview those who talk about tech and news and all of that stuff. You've got the Indie Mayhem Show, the Midweek War, the Raw Wrap-Up, and folks, the one that started it all, the Wrestling Mayhem Show. If you like wrestling of any shape, size, form, function, whatever. If, if, if it's got wrestling in the name, they are talking about it. And they are probably talking about it as soon as it happens. Go and check them out. Head on over to sorgatronmedia.com and just, just enjoy. Just put on your headphones and then lay down and uh, take a couple relax pills and just, just have a good old time. Just have a good old listen time. Sorgatronmedia.com the only thing I can think of to say for the Marvel method is, you know, if you have two people that work together well already, 
then yeah, yeah, they, 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 do that. Yeah. Like I could see the freaking sex criminals group do it just fine. Um, yeah. it, Mark Wade and Chris Somney do Marvel Method. Yeah. Like, I think they're the only ones. Yeah. And like even the, the article I was reading was um, like at Marvel, there's only one known creative team that is doing full blown. And not going to lie there. I mean, Marvel whenever Method. I was doing comics for the most part, I would do Marvel Method where it's what am I doing? Draw it and then cram in some dialogue. And let me yeah. tell you, that makes that makes it real strange. Well, you, it does. I'm, we're all writers of some sort or another of comics and all You're that. Recording now, we'll use this. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll, we'll Dave, don't make it with subtext. Now it's text. <laughs> Edit. Maybe not. Um, so uh, we're all I writers question, of some sort. Uh, yeah. If you were to write for someone else on another story, would you prefer to use the Marvel method, or would you want to do the full script, like beat by beat? Here's what I want. Here's how I think it should look. You know, bring your touch to it. Um, I I tend to I tend to lean more towards the um, the write out a full script thing, um, but I don't know. I mean, my my experience writing for people to draw is fairly mm-hmm. limited, and it's limited to you two and Ellen. Um, but yeah, I I do like um, I like to write a script, but I like to leave a lot of stuff open too, yeah. because again, working with working with you guys or working with Ellen, I know you're huge creative talents mm-hmm. and I want it to be your book and your stuff just as much as it is mine. Now there's so. an interesting thing with the Marvel method is, uh, well, in making comics, there's really three pieces to it. You got everything that we're talking about up front, the writing, the art, but then the biggest factor that people really don't talk about is the editing. Oh, damn, I was really hoping you were going to say werewolves. Is <laughs> the editing four parts: yeah. writing, arting, editing, werewolves. Werewolves, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Marvel method. Okay, so the traditional method of writing out and then giving it to somebody and then like drawing it. Um, it's harder on the artist because they have to absolutely follow whatever you were saying in your words. Yeah. Now, if you guys are working well together and you're bouncing back and forth, that's fine, but that's also going to be kind of like a mixture of both. Like, I think most creative teams that get comfortable with each other are going to be doing. But when you do the full-out Marvel method, there's no space for editing. Whatsoever. You can edit that little bit of paragraph, what are we going to do? But then everybody knows that the vast majority of work that goes into a comic book is actually making the art. And I'm talking about man hours when I'm saying work. Mm-hmm. And so by the time the art actually gets done and the writer has a little bit of time to put all that stuff together and put all the words together, then what? You hand it to the editor? No, it's got to go to print. Yeah. And if the editor has changes, then what? Then the artist is fucked. Yeah, the whole thing's <laughs> in up people. Yeah, because it's like, oh crap, uh, we can't have this character. They're not. They're yeah. supposed to be dead at this point. And you know, or... if you if you're just a team, it's it's you know your team of three, and you're out against the world, and you've got a book that you're writing that works fine. But you're talking about something where you have fifty separate storylines, all kind of working in parallel towards something like big two comics and that is so much editing and so much work and like in the Stan Lee days they didn't do that because nothing mattered I mean Captain America might show up in Spider-Man's comic but Captain America doesn't give a shit about it when it's his comic again you know the characters are in the same world but they're all separate stories but that's not really the case anymore for Marvel or DC Mm mm-hmm and editing is a giant part of that. And also, like the way I, I can't speak to DC, but I know the way Marvel structured is like they have a hierarchy of editors. Like, yeah, they have the editor in chief, but they also have editors for the X titles and editors for the Avengers titles and things like that. And those people have to collaborate. 
That's why they do the Marvel Summit at least once a year. Yeah. yeah. And uh, wait, wait, which of the big two companies is using the Marvel method? Is it Marvel? Uh, no. Okay. It's not. <laughs> from what I've read, the Mar- Marvel, like, it's still being used, but it's on a team-by-team basis, and it's not, they're not told to do it. It's a, hey, this is the method that works for us. Like I said, with Chris Somney and Mark Wade, they're like, this is what works best for us, let us do it. And they're like, well, all your books sell a shit ton of money for us to go for it. And yeah. Wade and Somni in interviews, will be like, yeah, I'll be drawing, and Mark's on the line with me. And I'm like, oh, what would be cool if this? And, you know, they work on it as he's drawing it. Yeah. So there's not last minute, it's like, oh, crap, no, I forgot to, you know. Or, a true oh. collaborative style. Yeah. 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 So when it works, it can be brilliant. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't work, it is a mismatch of styles and mm-hmm. poorly executed ideals. One of the best things I've read was um, it was uh, Bendis wrote about it on his Tumblr blog, and he was writing about the the comic script and that you know you're not writing the comic script for the general public you're writing it for your artist you know what I mean yeah they're, yeah they're the person that's going to see your script not the reader so you have to do that with that until the novel comes out and you need filler in the back exactly yeah. that's exactly right <laughs> yeah because all. All the script is is for the writer to say, okay, Will, I need you to draw this, and this is the kind of vibe I'm going for. And it doesn't need, like, uh, there's a good story about the script for Watchmen mm-hmm. uh, by Al Moore and Dave Gibbons. And, like, it sh- there's a p- copy of the actual script that Alan Moore sent to Dave Gibbons. And it's, like, panel one. Rorschach mm-hmm. is down, and he's sad. And, like, it's, it's, like, five paragraphs long of a description of everything that's going on in this panel. Yep. And then it's the highlighted parts that Dave Gibbons went over of what he actually needed to know. Like, <laughs> Warshack, yeah. he's sad. It's night. The city's in the background. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, and that's an interesting thing, too, that you're bringing up, like, one of the most structured comics that's been <laughs> out for a while. And could Gibbons have made a comic so symmetrical as he did for Watchmen without the heavy writing up front? Oh Whereas, God, no. no, no. On the other hand, could Kirby have been just do, been doing insane stuff back in the in, back in his days without if Stanley was like, and then panel two, you're gonna be like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Stanley wrote because I'd imagine I just, just like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Excelsior, make right, sure, right, right. make sure. No, imagine if you it, gave you know. you know if you gave Watchmen to Kirby and vice versa. If, if Stanley had to work with Gibbons, I mean, would you have true works of art then, or would it just be like, oh, yeah, like, well, but, both both of those uh, writers and uh, comics that you're talking about very text heavy. <laughs> yeah, very text heavy all the way around. So it might be a good swap. <laughs> um, Mr. Right. Miracle, which. I'm gonna say I'm gonna talk about it again um, by Tom King. It's very much inspired by a lot of Watchmen. It does a lot of nine panel grids uh, with him and artist Mitch Geards, but it's very dialogue light. It's a lot of they're using the panels in the nine panel grid to show the, the minor things that happen in between time or the minor fluctuations of a character just hearing bad news and how they're coping with it. Um, or like the two issues they did together of Batman. It was. Uh, one panel is Batman says I love you and the next panel he's looking down and the next panel is Selena Kyle's hands like on his chin and then it's looking at her and it's 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 just meant to be this quick scene but like by drawing it out like that it shows so much is happening in this scene for these two characters and that's not something you can do if you're just like oh here's a page of a paragraph of whatever good luck like it, you need that structure and game plan going in otherwise you're going to get a jumbled mess you know yeah. So yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <clears throat> yeah, 
It goes both ways. Yeah. yeah. You know what I think it's time for now? Commercials. Lightning round. Lightning round? Lightning, Lightning round. round! We actually do have questions. Questions. That's right, folks. Uh, okay, first up, do you own a jump rope? No. I own a rope. I could jump with it. That's... No, I don't I don't have any kind of a rope. Yeah. Are those rope. even legal anymore? Can't children uh, strangle the... Lightning round! Lightning round! Uh, what happens if you inject ch- Cherry 7 up into your bloodstream? Uh... uh Fizzy blood? Uh, you become infected with cherry 7-up itis, and then you become a cherry 7-up at the full moon. Oh. I think that's a Shirley Temple. <laughs> oh, shit, he's right. There we go. Recipe's top five. Shirley Temple. Yep, there we go. Who is Batman? I mean, if I would know, I would tell people, and then we could finally unmask that caped menace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not Ben Affleck for much longer. Ha! Ah, there he ha! Is. Topical. Uh, I can't remember who I was talking to yesterday, but someone was like, uh, "Batman got in trouble for groping people." It was me. And uh, was it you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. When we were gonna record. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because it was on the. It was you know for that content you can go to Patreon. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or did you actually put that up? Not yet. Oh, okay. uh, but. Um, but, you know, we'll reveal that joke, because you were like, Batman got in trouble for groping people. And I'm like, I need more context. <laughs> you know how many Batmans there are? Uh, Batman also got in trouble for making... Lightning that- round! Lightning round! <laughs> oh, sorry, that was loud. <laughs> sorry, uh, audience. Uh, okay, uh, is Hulk stronger than Superman physically? Uh, I'm going to say yes, because the Hulk's strength actually has no upper limit, because the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. I'm going to say no, because Superman has literally just strapped a chain around himself and pulled the moon, like, closer to the sun for some reason. Because comics. Alright, first and foremost, that chain would break. <laughs> Secondly, I moon's said- in space, and things way less in space. And third, Hulk is stronger emotionally than Superman, absolutely. Well, that's, that's true, he is more emotionally stable. Is Superman faster than Flash? I don't think you have to ask that question because it's been answered literally in the comics that you read. Yeah. Uh, no, Flash is faster than Superman. I think that's right. I'm also going to say Flash because literally that's his one job. <laughs> yeah. To be fast. Uh, can Batman be outsmarted? Yeah, that's the entire reason there's a Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't play that up enough. Uh, I'm also going to say yes, but only if it's a computer and if they're playing chess. Um, oh yeah, I wonder how Batman would do against um, Deep Blue. Was that the thing that yeah. played uh, Jeopardy? He would lose. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can't beat computers, man. Uh, is Green Lantern a superhero? No, he's a space cop. That's how. I Are you it saying works. cops aren't heroes? TJ. Wow. Okay. <laughs> TJ. Oh, All right. Man. You know what? This that- <laughs> <laughs> he, yes. Yes. He is a space cop, and thus is also a superhero. You got me. You got it. I think, uh, I, please don't at me. The, the actual correct answer is uh, some cops are heroes. Right. Uh, not all cops. Not all cops. Uh, mm, okay. Next. Move, lightning round. <laughs> is Wolverine a hero? Wait. Uh, is Wolverine alive right now or dead? Uh, He's alive. Well, she's... There's also... They brought him back. And, and Lori, whatever Lori. his X-23's real name is. Yeah. Is yeah. Also she's also Wolverine. Yeah. 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 And not there's, a single one of them are heroes. TJ, don't get into semantics. Answer the question. It's a lightning round. Uh, is Wolverine, Wolverine a hero? No, because they are the best. He is the best he is. Or I already forgot his catchphrase. Lightning round. Alright, yeah. now here's the thing. Wolverine is an anti-hero, and everybody knows that if an anti-hero hugs a hero, they will both 
collapse. Okay, I got it. He's not a hero because he's the best he is at what he does, and what he does isn't very nice, and that is not being a hero. Oh, okay. You didn't answer that. I, I'm, I'm going to say no. Wolverine's not a hero. He's a tiny uh, furry creature that bites at stuff. Canadian man, much like Brad Lightning Rock. round. Was Dean Kane a good Superman? You Fuck you for asking this question. Obviously. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He no, he, yeah. He, he had 100%, charm. 100%, yeah. He was fun. He got it. Yep. Some might say he was the best Superman. That was me. How do you I said pr- that. How do you pronounce cartoon voice actor John DiMaggio's last name? Um, uh, yeah, they, I mean, got you, it. Yeah, that got in one, man. Got in one. Excellent. Lightning round. round. <laughs> <laughs> Comic readers, X Men or Avengers? Okay, anything but the Uncanny Avengers. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, garbage. I just couldn't get into that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say like the current uh, no. Aven- round, I'm gonna say that. Avengers because they all bang each other a bit more. Didn't the Uncanny Avengers turn to the Unity Squad, or are they always the Unity Squad? That they way. were the Unity Squad slash Uncanny Avengers. Okay. Because um, the Avengers do bang more. Yeah. Out of the books that are out now, I would probably read an Avengers comic than the X Men comic. I think this is like a square rhombus thing because not. All Avengers are X-Men, but... Not all X-Men X-Men can be an Avenger, but not all Avengers can be an X-Men. Okay. I think I follow you. But (laughs) what team was Square Rhombus on? Oh, that was an X-Men. Justice League America. Oh. Oh, Okay. Lightning round! round. (laughs) Did President Bush's ban on anime and manga fail? No. That's why nobody reads anime or manga. Yeah, we can't legally talk about it. Uh, They're listening. Yeah, Yeah, why do you think this is panel riot, not panel riot, but in Japanese? Yeah, fun fact, this is President Bush's uh, favorite podcast, he told me. And he listens, and that's why we can't talk about the A Lightning round! absolutely true. (laughs) Hey, Big B. He likes it when I call him Big B. (laughs) Is Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a good show? In that... No. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just going to say, in that it produces more money than it takes to, to make the show. Yes, it is a, <laughs> it is show. a successful show. Uh, at, times, at times. When it's not about friggin' Sky or whatever her name is. Alright. Fitzsimmons are real good. That's on. That's on. I mean. It's all right. It's all right. How are hoverboards controlled in the comics? Do people use an artificial means to read neural impulses in their brain to control them? Uh, he uses the power cosmic. That's now. That's a surfboard. They're talking yeah, about hoverboards. Yeah. Who has hoverboards? Uh, Michael J. Fox, the Team Wolf. Uh, Green Goblin. No. Green Goblin. No, that's a glider. Yeah, it glides. They call what it the glider. hell's the difference? One glides, one hoverboard. This guy asks about hoverboards. I mean, it's science. Hover, you just kind of float in place. Glider, you glide. What about that guy who used the static electricity and he was on the cartoon oh, show? Oh, Static, static Shock. Was yeah. that a hoverboard? That was a he trash can lid. A, that um, was a trash can lid. Or a manhole cover. Whatever was closer. Yeah. Okay. Who has hoverboards? Nobody has a hoverboard. I told you, Michael J. Fox, a.k.a. Team Wolf. And they did make Back to the Future comics. Oh. Sure. Probably. So. In that All case, right. they probably worked with printer ink. Uh, how are they controlled? <laughs> Lightning round! <laughs> They're controlled by putting your foot on the ground and kicking. And printering. Okay, and our last question for this episode. What are doing? Obviously not. Relaxing at home. Nude. Yeah, not much. Yeah. Alright, folks. Uh, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, uh, go to panelriot.com. That's where all the good stuff happens. 
you can become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and get some very interesting uh, stuff that uh, me and Zeke recorded this week. It's ridiculous, and you're going to love it. Uh, we watched Vines at one point. Yeah, I think we're going to cut that out. You should probably cut that into little Patreon bits of goodness. Yeah, Watching so. an, a visual thing on an audio podcast. Yeah. No, it's going to be videos. On the, for the Patreon subscribers, you could see what we I look wasn't like. wearing pants during that entire conversation. Neither was I. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not acting at home nude, like I said. So, but what we do have is already some Patreon supporters, and they're great. Uh, check them out: uh, Ed Burke at Ed Burke 37, <coughs> Ellen Shergay at Coyotitude, Meredith Staten at Mayor Bear Doodles, the Great at Sorgatron, John Carmen at Carmen Avenue, and our intern Stan level intern Stan fan level patron. Producer Corey at CJ McThunder on a scale of 1 to 10. They are the best. We're all on Twitter. You know that? It's true. We are. At Panel Riot. I'm at DJ Lunchbox. Zeke. Yeah. What are you on Twitter? Oh, I'm Tazik. At Tazik. DJ? Sure. At T Square. T E E S Q U A R 3. That's right. T Square 3. You can listen to us anywhere, including iTunes. If you listen to us on iTunes, please rate and review the show. It helps more people find it and it just makes us feel good. Um, if you don't want to do that, head on over to panelriot.com, click the link that says most recent episode, it does what it says it do. Um, hey, send us questions, send us questions to panelriot at gmail.com and we will answer them, uh, probably with more attentiveness than we give to our normal You can Martin also add McTwitter, the at panelriot, for yeah. questions. Yep, yep. Or just find us on the street and ask us a question. Uh, we will rudely not answer you and say you have to listen to the podcast, and that's when we'll answer your question. Yeah. Not in person. And we'll talk- scream stranger danger. Yeah, talking to me in person is a Patreon exclusive, so, you know, <laughs> hop on that $5 level. Yeah, TJ canceled his Patreon, so he doesn't have an inner monologue anymore. Interested yeah. in subscribing to our Patreon, but you don't want to support Zeke? Don't worry. I don't get any of it. <laughs> That's true. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. That's something I want to point out. All of the money that we get on our Patreon goes right back into the show. It goes to pay for hosting. It goes to pay for the website. All of that stuff. So, when you're supporting Panel Riot, you are genuinely supporting Panel Riot. That's it. Folks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, until next week, did we, did we come up with a catchphrase? Uh, exploding candles, glass in your face. Was that one? I don't think so. No. Fuck nuggets. Um uh-huh. Mm-hmm. At some point, somebody fucked a dog. No, that was the old one. So no one told you life was going to be this way. I don't like that. Um, I think that one was used. Yeah. Um, uh, don't be a werewolf. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. No! We <laughs> <laughs> made it the whole episode! <laughs>
Check microphone. I don't check. want to check the microphone. You check the fucking mic. Mic check. One, check one, one, two, two, one, one, this one, two. This is as loud as I can Seven. today. Is that Seventeen. Be a problem. I think it'll be fine. All right, I'm feeling kind of mumbly and mouth pain. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.